What if you were born with a disease that you always knew would kill you? And then what if all of a sudden you were given a second chance? Well, that's exactly what happened to me. And it's the question that we explore on the new podcast series, Breathless from Snack Labs. Join me, Jeremy Saunders, for a series that explores what it means to live and die, to love and to lose, and what it's like to have your whole life turned upside down and the unexpected challenges that come with a life-saving drug. You can listen to Breathless now, wherever you get your podcasts. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Okay. With the music... Hi, baby. Hello, my love. What are you laughing at? I just have suddenly a lot of boogers. Oh, yeah? Why is that? <laughs> Why don't you tell everybody why? Because I just snoofed. You snoofed? <laughs> what did you snoof? I snoofed some snuff. Oh, you snoofed some snuff. <clears throat> oh, man. Uh, I don't think people know what snuff is. It's snorting tobacco. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> what? Right? What? Right? <laughs> Um, yeah, you've been carrying it around for a while and yeah, I just I, got it. I just started dabbling in it here and there. Yeah. It's a, um, it's a, it's a bad habit, but I, I can't smoke because, uh, well, I'm dying of a lung disease. So there's that. And then, uh, I don't know, like what, seven, eight, nine years ago, uh, university professor introduced, introduced us. me to snuff, which is, um, not legal to sell in Canada or distribute in Canada, but you can get it in some, some Scandinavian countries and maybe you can get it in the UK. Anyway. Right. It's powdered nicotine, powdered it's... tobacco that you you just lightly sniff up into your nose and it gives you a little uh a Head little rush, right? Yeah, a little nicotine high. Yeah. It doesn't it just feels to me the same as uh Come right up on the mic there. Snorting up buddy. those um air 
like uh you know those tubes with a hole at the end that you used to stick up kind of up near your yeah. nostril and sniff real hard yeah i loved those and this is kind of the same feeling it is very similar but except uh with a nicotine high right yeah <clears throat> actually you know what i should address this I'm just talking about doing nicotine is nicotine a drug i guess it is yeah. right yeah um i don't condone the use of drugs i don't uh i don't um What's the word I'm looking for? I don't like, uh, yeah, I don't encourage drug use, but I will say this. I have, uh, I have spoken about drug use on the podcast and, uh, we actually got some feedback. We got an email or a message. Oh, a couple. I I only saw one. We got the one that's the feedback, but then we got another one asking us if we would talk more about about the meth. Yeah. Yeah, I've read that. We should we should get we should touch about touch on that. Yeah, we I mean, can read that. I can we, read we that. We can read it. I don't I can't really speak to it. But, it's really short. Yeah, I can't speak to it either. Um but we, we had some feedback from uh, a a listener who she she was a little concerned that um uh I don't know what I said. Probably I probably said something about sex on acid was great or sex on MDMA was great. Uh but she was concerned that uh with the whole fentanyl uh opioid epidemic that's happening right now. A lot well, of people ODing on fentanyl. That uh, we should we should be a little more careful about the way we speak about drug use. The thing that I would say is this: uh, A, don't do drugs, <laughs> and B, if you are going to choose to do that with your life and recreationally partake in drugs, then um, don't don't take drugs from sources that you do not trust and or have put a lot of time and effort into figuring out where your your stuff is coming from uh and i'll leave that at that yeah i'm just looking at the email too and um um this writer included a couple of resources as well i haven't actually had a chance to take a look at them and see what they are but i guess there is a lot of conflicting information in there general is. Yeah, on there the planet. definitely is there, there definitely is the 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 one thing that is not conflicting and that is very true is that the uh, the heroin opioid epidemic is absolutely uh, uh, full of of people dying from fentanyl. Fentanyl a, and heroin, you mean? F- no, fentanyl. And you said sure, and heroin, but the the heroin use is what is is what is causing the, the fentanyl. fentanyl overdoses. Okay. Because it's being mistaken for heroin? No, because people are finding fentanyl and doing it. and As if it's heroin. Yes. Okay. And it, if it's not properly, you know, distributed or yeah. cut up, then it it doesn't take much to kill you. Right, yeah. It's a fucking hot topic. And you know what? I don't even know if I should be talking about this. I've had uh, the last four days have been the bane of my existence because fucking you can't fucking say anything these days without a horde of people uh coming down on you and hating you um i'm just trying to stimulate conversation <laughs> to destigmatize <laughs> things and make people smile that's all i'm trying to do i'm not a i'm not a professional in anything so i and also i need to work on taking feedback <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! But to whoever sent that email about the drug use thing, I really do appreciate that, and I and yeah, I wanted no, to address. Yeah, no, she's asking if you worry about it and if you take any steps to yeah. protect yourself from taking bad drugs. <clears throat> and you yeah. know what? I'll say this right now: 
Um, I, I feel like I'm at the point in my career where uh, the fact that this podcast, this sex podcast even exists is going to cut out a lot of opportunities for me to do things in the future. Yeah. So I'll just say it right now. Uh, I do partake in drugs um, uh, recreationally, uh, but I don't do them unless I'm very, very sure that where they are coming from is from a very trusted source. Mm-hmm. Got it. I'll leave it at that. There you go. All right. We can we can move on. I, uh, Please. Yeah. Uh, did all this come from just me having a little snoof? Yeah, you're doing a little snuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't even know what to, to say about that. I like to smoke weed. But I do have, um, I do have uh, uh, something I would like to read. Uh, I think inspired by our most recent episode. Um, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read this out loud. I'm going to keep the writer uh, anonymous. Um, the first thing I noticed when I got this email was a sexy photograph of um, a, a, a creature with, with pink hair and Yummy. I love beautiful pink boobs hair. and like this, um, Wait. this really sexy like pair of panties have i seen this who is this what is this oh yeah 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 i saw that yeah very saucy like like, that's a pornographic image it is a pornographic image so um let me read this to you uh i'll come back to the picture later is this is this how it opens is this a brain boner or this is just like a, a comment um I think it's a comment. No, it's a brain boner. Okay. It's a brain right, boner. It's a brain right. boner. Give it to me. Okay. Um, new to the podcast. Absolutely love it. I try to listen to it every day on my way to work. I think what you guys are doing is great and it can be eye-opening for everyone that kinky shit is not only in pornos. Straight to the point. I'll try to make this as short as I can. So one day, I'm not really sure where this sparked from, but I was turned on by the idea of being pegged. I mentioned it to my girlfriend and she had a hard time processing it, but she finally came around and we tried it. It wasn't the best and it was kind of awkward because we didn't know what we were doing position-wise. It's pretty hard to ride a dildo. Anyways, we did it once and held off on it for a while, and I would think about it more and more, and it manifested into me wanting to feel like a girl. So I mentioned to my girlfriend if she would peg me in panties, and after a discussion, we headed over to Victoria's Secret, and we picked out some panties for me. We got home, and I tried them on, but she wasn't into the whole my man in panties thing, so at least I felt like I wasn't keeping anything from her. A few months go by, and we try it one more time, which was the last, and I kind of came hands-free. Not really. I just stroked myself while she fucked me to the point of no return, and then let go, and I came. It was so great, but she seemed to take off the strap-on as soon as she could and just kind of jump into bed. I don't know. I decided to let it go, and a few weeks ago, after some hot sex, she mentioned of wanting to try it again, and my response was no, because then she acts weird after the deed, if you will, but she said she was over her childish behavior and was ready to please me and explore my kinks. We haven't talked about it anymore. It hasn't been brought up, but it got me thinking again, and she doesn't know the whole, I want to feel like a girl, and neither does she know about the trans porn I watch. Back to the picture. That's a trans porn star, and that's about all I watch. I fantasize about having a threesome with her, but I don't think I would go through with it if I had the opportunity. 
To elaborate a little more, not only would I like to be pegged in panties, but I would like to be pegged in a whole lingerie outfit with some light bondage and a leash collar around my neck. Very would, specific. Mm -hmm. I would love to suck the dildo and have my girlfriend fuck the cum out of me. Whoa. We use six this inch. Is a, this is a family show. Relax. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> we use a six inch, so I'm definitely taking a little more than she does. Holy Laugh my shit. ass off. My problem is, I don't know if I should tell her all this or kind of explore it on my own beforehand to know if I'm truly into it. Because so far, it's just a fantasy. My idea was to book a hotel and stuff, but it seems far too pricey and I have bills to pay. Not only that, but I wouldn't feel okay going behind her back. Anyways, this was so much longer than I expected, but I would love to hear you guys talk about it on the show. Maybe use it as a bit of foreplay. Thank you guys so much. I hope to hear from you. Much luck, much luck, and wish you the best. And that's coming from Guy? That's coming from a Guy, yes. Wow. All right. Uh, holy moly. That's a, you know. A boner. Yeah, that is a brain boner. <laughs> May we. Um... Yeah, I just like I the way I, the way I feel about it is like if you have a fantasy, um, you're you're not gonna you really won't know if it's something you want to go through with or not until you start taking the steps. Start taking the steps to actually go through with it. Yeah, I think you're right. I've I I uh, I tiptoed on and around the idea of. Um, uh, hooking up with a trans woman uh, when I was away once. I was in Vegas and matched with this very, very attractive trans woman who was a flight attendant who happened to be in the hotel next to my hotel while I was at a bachelor party. And I was so into the idea. And then I got cold feet and I backed out. Actually, no, that's not true. That's a lie. I didn't back out. I said that I wasn't sure if I could. Um, I, I told this person that I couldn't get down with getting fucked. I couldn't handle the idea of like someone fucking me, but uh, I could I could handle the idea of someone getting me off mm. uh, and like making up for a bit. And their their response was, well. I don't do blue balls, so no. <laughs> and then I, I laughed really hard and was like, touche. Yeah. Touche. Absolutely. I get it. I totally get it. I think also I was, I was you know, to, I mean, to be very frank, like I think I might have been fetishizing, mm -hmm. fetishizing, fetishizing, fetish, fetishizing, fetishizing the, the whole scenario. And so, and that, and that didn't feel good for me. And I, I don't think that would have felt good for this person either. No, probably not. <clears throat> um, I, I'm totally just now I'm having this little, I'm off in this fantasy in my head of like being um, more or less like taking a spin on what you just said, but just putting it out there on dating apps. Like you can come and eat my pussy, but I'm not really down to, um, I'm not really down to have sex, but just come eat my pussy. Oh, I bet you'd have people lining up. <laughs> oh man, are you kidding me? That's a that's a legit fantasy I have. Just come over, eat my pussy, and get the fuck out. Yeah. With like without a much aggression. 
Um, sometimes, yeah. <laughs> Come over, eat my pussy, and then thank you very much. Okay, bye. bye. Yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> just hold the peace fingers. Okay, bye. <laughs> oh God. I mean, I you know, um, here's the thing: is that it seems like what uh, what Guy was saying here was that, um, it freaked his girlfriend out or his partner freaked her out uh, at first. Yeah. And then she, it's, it seems like she sort of sat and chewed on it for a little bit and then was really kind of cool and okay with exploring that with him and for him, Mm -hmm. which is really great. I think that's a really awesome thing. And, and so take her up on that and explore that with her. Don't just assume because she got fucking freaked out the first time that she doesn't want to do it again. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. And I think she might've just been taken, taken aback, you know? So it sounds yeah it sounds like the the second go around was like quite successful in fact like uh the whole coming sounds great and you you you've you've pretty much outlined that you want to be pegged with a whole lingerie outfit and it's and then bondage and then a leash and a collar like maybe you could take that in steps if you've just got fucked in panties and it was a it was like a pleasurable experience maybe be like can we try some like pantyhose and like a bra or whatever your idea is and then I wonder and then if, maybe build up yeah. to the bondage or the leash well college. I was gonna say I wonder like so Becca has a has like a um we're, we're really into collars yeah she's got this really sexy and also super badass like thick collar with a with like a little uh what would you call that like a circular o-ring Mm-hmm. You know, it's, you could definitely attach a leash to it if you wanted to. Um, so, like, if your girlfriend has like a choker, mm. maybe just you know, that's a I don't great know, idea. Have it near the bed while you guys are fucking, and then grab it in the middle of sex and just say, "Put this on me." Look at her face and just say, "Put this on me." I mean, it depends or put on it how on big her. Your neck is. Put yeah. it on her, yeah. and then tell her to put it on you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Play with it a little bit. Be playful. Like, don't maybe you don't have to like <coughs> get stressed that 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 she was not going to go for the full picture. But you know, yeah, you can w- introduce someone gently. To I like your, that. I like your... that. Put it on her first, and then you put it on. Yeah. One time I was having sex, um, and I took uh, I took their underwear and uh, put I just, it on your head. No, I put it in my mouth Ooh. while I was while I was fucking them, and then. And then I pulled it out, and then I uh, used it as a gag for Ooh. them. Yeah, I like that. And it worked really well. It was yep. it was a Becca. It was a Becca. I feel like again. I love that. Yeah, it was hot. It was super hot. And now I don't know if that would. I it probably would have. Like, let's be honest, it probably would have. But I don't know if it would have worked if I just took the panties and stuffed them in her mouth. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Play I a little know. monkey see, monkey do. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Um, geez, I'm trying to think of any time I've ever done that. When I sort of like thing I've introduced by doing it to somebody else. Maybe like slapping somebody. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, like, I'm going to do this because I want it. You know, and right. you're like kind of edging someone along a little bit. Pushing. Yeah. What I really I think I asked you to slap me once. Yeah, you did. And then you did. And I no, you told me to punch you. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, uh, right. very early on. And because uh, I, I had just watched the, I was just on the first season of Californication, mm-hmm. and uh, and David Duchovny has this like super 
super sexy young woman uh, who like sort of like just storms her way into his life and he's having sex with her and as as he is she's on top of him and she just cracks him in the face and I immediately felt like a oh like a twinge in my I pants yeah I was like I want someone to punch my face off huh. and then I think like that that same night I was like punch, punch me. me I think I I did very lightly yeah I lightly punched you yeah it was very light yeah well I love this email um because I I uh there's something I've never told anybody before in terms of a fantasy and it involves lingerie and um it's so funny when we like a minute ago before we came into the recording studio I was like I have a theme for our, our foreplay or I have a topic and um and I was like lingerie and then I hadn't realized that we'd already picked this email and I forgot that it oh. had anything to do with lingerie but obviously Perfect. this idea inspired me to um to add, to come forward and say that I love lingerie so much I have always dreamed about performing in it yeah, well, that's called burlesque. Burlesque. I'm not, well, I'm not even limiting it. Yes, I've explored the idea of burlesque in my mind. But like stripping has always been something. Yeah. I, when I was quite, you know, young, when I was like 18, I was like, I'm going to go out for auditions. So here's like eight. Eight. Yeah. <laughs> like what's that movie with the with the little boy they dress up? For? Little Miss, no, not Little Miss Sunshine. That's something different. Oh, Graham. Bad Grandpa. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah well, Little Miss Sunshine, there, there is an element of that. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, true. It's the yeah. same thing, yeah, but just not her. a boy. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh, God. I, uh, I I own a thong. How often do you wear it for sexy times? Uh, sexy times, none, because I feel like um, it wouldn't fly um, for the sexy time. Okay. Or I've just never had anyone ask. Yeah. But uh, when I wear it, I'm like... I'm just Im- immediately reminded why I love it because it's <clears throat> so it's it's a male thong, it's a uh-huh. men's thong from Licenza that I got in my last year of high school, grade twelve. Um, I don't wear it a whole lot, so you know it's it's lasted this long. <laughs> but also, Licenza's got some quality shit, uh, <clears throat> no, and uh, I got it as a prank. Uh, for a friend who'd moved into his own apartment and I showed up and did a strip show for him or like whatever, just some silly thing. And, uh, and is it a male thong? Or yeah, is it, no, it's a, oh, okay. yeah, it's a men's thong. I didn't know that they had those specific. No, yeah, it's got room for the junk, like room for the balls and the penis. It's like, it's made for a male. Yeah. Um, and, but the reason I love it so much is because I get the, the needed and like very, very, um, uh, appreciated support of like my penis and my balls. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I get the feeling on, of your butt. M- on my butt, my hips of going uh, uh, commando. Yeah. It's so funny because oh, I, like I stopped wearing thongs like probably a couple of years ago. And um, because I'd rather just not wear any underwear yeah. than wear a thong. Yeah. And, um, and it's all coming back to me how wonderful it is. But a big thing about underwear too, the, the reason I was thinking about lingerie was because I, uh, okay, full disclosure here, I have a yeast infection. I love, I was thinking about fall fashion and I was thinking about tights and shorts. And the thing is, is if you have like, if you want to like keep your junk aerated 
um, and like healthy. I feel like it needs room to breathe. And I feel like tights are really fucking bad for vaginas. Yeah, probably. And uh, so I was like, man, if, the, if I, so I wore like stockings for a while, but garter belts are so impractical. Like right. they're so impractical, but maybe I just haven't found a practical version of it yet. So then I was thinking, okay, crotchless pantyhose. So they come oh, all the yeah. way up and around your yeah. waist. But then I was like, I don't know if those exist in like a non-sexy time version. Can I get like well, practical f- crotchless pantyhose? What the fuck is practical crotchless pantyhose? <laughs> like, what's the difference? <laughs> they're crotchless. But they're. I need them. What to do you be need also them to be like sturdy. white cotton and like covering your whole butt, <laughs> I, but without a crotch in it? <laughs> you can make that. It's called scissors and cut out the crotch. <laughs> no, no. But I, I want the idea of a garter belt with with stockings, but in tights. So they're held up, but they only come up thigh high. You know. I think we have a photo on our Instagram of an of assless panties. Okay. Um. That's not I, what I, I don't need. Even know no. If, oh no, we don't. No, we don't. But but so my friend, our uh, a friend of ours, a friend of mine, uh, sent me two photos, and one was of her super bruised leg. <laughs> she fell down her own stairs oh, and was no. like, "Jeremy, here's a photo for your Sunday bunny." And she's got like just the sweetest little little muffin butt. I love her little butt. Um, but also this like fucking crazy bruise. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, and then here's one that's not like, it looks like I just got beat by my boyfriend, um, and w- who's also a friend of ours. Because I said to her, I was like, Jill, this looks a little like suspect. Uh, are you okay? Do you need help? And she's like, no, no, I'm fine. I fell down my stairs. Uh, but she also sent us uh, these like assless panties. Right. Whew. Holy, holy mama. You ho- have you have, are you holding them up? Right I haven't, pu- haven't put the photo up yet. I have it here. Yeah. They're, they're so sexy. Like I, I love, 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 love assless panties. Okay. So when it comes to lingerie. Yeah. It's, it's, I think a lot of people use it as like an aid to like, there are jokes about Victoria's Secret being like, oh yeah, those are great. That's hot, right? Yeah, they and they look sturdy. That's the thing. They it's do. like they don't look like yeah. a flimsy because a lot of lingerie that you buy is so cheaply made. Yeah, you gotta buy. Maybe actually, I'm gonna. Invest Becca has more. a pair too. They're re- they're they're super hot. And does she just wear them out when she goes out? Uh, I could ask her. I don't know. Or does she only wear it as like a presentation for sexy time? I think she's. I think she's probably wearing it to take them off and go. Here's my ass. Right, but you'll but have you'll your way. but you'll wear them out <coughs> oh, yeah. all night. Oh yeah, I'm sure you could wear. It. Yeah, yeah, you could wear it to like the bar and then come home. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Got it. Man, there's a lot of nice butts on on our Instagram. Yeah, it's it's so there. fucking great. Yeah. We need more. We need more diversity in those butts. So yeah. if you're listening right now, uh, at Turn Me On Podcast on Instagram or Turn Me On Podcast at Gmail dot com, mm-hmm. send your butt. Um, but you were just about to say something, and I showed you that photo, and it. Um, lingerie. What was I gonna say? Oh yeah. So some people use it. I think is like it's often joked about it as like I having trouble with your sex life. Try buying some lingerie. Like you know, show up. In lingerie. And that has always seemed so awkward to me. I did it once with you, I think. Early on in our um, relationship. Actually, we had just moved to Halifax and we weren't we weren't really like having sex regularly. And I was trying to figure out like what it was. Like what 
we needed to do to like spice, spice up, up our relationship. Yeah. And I remember you napping on the couch one day and me coming in and being like, oh, here fucking goes. And I woke you up and you were like, I just jerked off and fell asleep like 20 minutes ago. Oh, no. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's what I said? Yeah, basically. Oh, babe, I'm sorry. That's okay. Thanks. This is a few years ago. I should have told you that Fuck. earlier. That's terrible. But anyhow, now I have quite a like good collection of lingerie. And I you do. only really wear it when I'm alone. Yeah. I don't wear it for anybody. But I love wearing it. And I love um, getting like a little bit stoned and trying it all on. and Or not all of it, but like some of it. And like playing with my, my wigs and... Making new outfits up. That's my favorite thing to do when I'm a little stoned is change my clothes. So on a lingerie day, that's a good day. I have a, I have a friend who I've talked to about coming on the show. And I've talked to this person about coming on the show a couple of times. He's not quite ready. Um, but this person just recently came out to his partner that he's really into wearing heels and pantyhose and lingerie. And when his partner found out, she was uh, very supportive. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know how far this goes. Like, it, I think it's taking him a, a long time to um, maybe like accept the idea that he this is like the thing that he's into. Mm-hmm. Um and he's very shy about it and and not many people know but i really hope he comes on to talk about this yeah. and to and to just kind of like own what turns him on and what makes him feel sexy and what makes him feel good mm-hmm. uh it's a it, it's a really interesting story I, I, like do you feel like we've answered this uh, t- Guy's question i like feel I, like i gave my answer is just introduce yeah. it incrementally i, I don't like that. I, I don't think you need to um go out and and I think what you're saying, it's, I think what you're saying here is you're, you're thinking about hiring a trans person, trans, um, sex worker to come to a hotel and do all the things that you want to do. But I think if you early on, you say you want it with your girlfriend, you yeah, want your girlfriend yeah. to fuck you in, the, in lingerie. And I think that if you introduce it slowly, yeah. then you may get yourself right up to that threesome with your favorite trans porn star. You, you might. never know. Yeah, you might. Yeah. And also, you might not, you know, like yeah, that might, might be too far for her. Um, and if it is, I'm not going to, I'm not, I can't, I couldn't um, morally sit here and say, well, take it into your own hands and, and go do that for yourself. Mm. Um, Only because it sounds like she probably, she's probably pretty open yeah. if you approach it yeah. slowly. It sounds like she's got a thoughtful yeah. part of there. And yeah, honestly. And like you, I, th- I really do think it it's... One of the biggest lessons I think I've learned in my entire life is that you'd be really surprised what can happen in your life by simply just, A, putting it out there, whether that means on paper or or uh, saying it to a person like you did here. Mm-hmm. You just put it out there and and then... And then seeing how that kind of comes to you. I, look, you know, you know me, I'm, I'm the least like, I'm, I'm not the one to fall into that woo-woo sort of talk. Um, but I, there is, 
I remember when I watched I watched the the secret. I knew you were going to bring <laughs> this up. <laughs> I watched the secret when I was uh, maybe about maybe about five months, six months before I uh, decided to make a huge change in my life in terms of like what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. It was like a pivotal moment. I was about 19. Watch The Secret. And uh, I took it. I, I immediately sucked it up. I was like, yeah, this is a thing. This is a thing. Mm-hmm. And I started living my life with that idea, that, that concept that like The Secret, if you put it out there, it's just going to come to you. And all of these things started coming to me. And I was mm-hmm. going, oh my God, this is it. Like, this is it. This is it. Now, I got a little bit older and it didn't take me long to realize that like, yes, that's the first step. You need to put it out into the universe. And by that, I mean, you need to tell a person. You need to tell yourself. You need to write it out. I'm a, I'm a massive uh, uh, advocate for writing out goals that you have and, and, and making, it, making it like putting it to fucking paper or, or putting it to someone who's going to hold you accountable but also, you know, you can't just write, I want to make a million dollars in a year and stick that to your fridge and then not do anything. It takes concrete, mindful, inten- like it, it, steps with intention. You mm-hmm. have to do the work. You have to put the work in to make it happen. And so, you know, if there's something in your life that you want, well... First of all, say it, say it to someone or write it down and then take the first logical step. Just take the first logical step after that first logical step, which I'm almost guaranteeing you is probably pretty easy. Take the next logical step. And those steps can be so fucking small. They can be so, so miniature. And then all you have to do is just one step at a time. And then however long later, you for sure are going to surprise yourself when you look back and go, holy shit, look at, look at where I am. Mm-hmm. Look at what I've done, mm-hmm. you know? So don't, I wouldn't, you know, Thanks, I wouldn't Jerry. say it's impossible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's the, there's, I, I love it when you there's go the inspir- woo woo. There's the inspirational Jerry talk for you. I for love me. it. Well, it's funny. I was thinking a little bit when you're saying that about this book called Big Magic. It's by Elizabeth Gilbert. She wrote You Pray Love and yeah. you like some other things as well. And, yeah. Um, that's so dismissive of me to say I think some other things she wrote big magic <laughs> some other shit that didn't work but anyway um, but it's basically about like her experience of after like having a best selling book of like you know the facing the what's next kind of question yeah. and um, and her whole life of like of um, resisting um, her creativity and or or, her, or or facing down fear on a regular basis mm-hmm. and uh, it has a similar like it's got that kind of DIY like you can better yourself by by this like particular trick but I think it's really handy to throw one of those into your repertoire every now and then and uh, and just like get a little taste of of mind over matter kind of think kind of thinking yeah. techniques yeah and hey, listen gee if you're listening to this if you if you heard this keep us in the loop let us know how it works out please yeah and if you want to send us some 
sexy booty lingerie that we oh, can put up on our yeah. Instagram. Yeah, we definitely will. Um, this is a great email. Thanks was. for writing. Yeah, it was. Uh, all right, cool. Let's start to the, the conversation at hand. So excited about this episode. Yeah, me too. We So uh, we actually just spent the last uh, hour or so hanging out with uh, a... A very uh, an old flame, an old flame, an old flame between Bridie and I, uh, <laughs> Aubrey. She was the first person that uh, we ever Bridie and I ever had a threesome with, and also one of the first people that um, I ever uh, explored with sexually when Bridie and I decided to open things up. And uh, she's she's also a like sexual healer. Yeah, um, which is pretty fucking rad. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Um, yeah. So I think I think you're really gonna like, her. and her voice is so Sultry. just. You probably shouldn't listen to this if you're driving yeah. <laughs> or operating any sort of heavy machinery. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we hope you enjoy it, and uh, and as always, if you wanna if you wanna send in a brain boner, uh, we're always willing to take them. Head on over to turnmeonpodcast.com and hit the contact form, or uh, just send us an email, turnmeonpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, and if you want to be a future guest, hit us up there too at turnmeonpodcast.com. We have some time right now here in Halifax in Nova Scotia, and we're willing to uh, to step outside the city a little bit and hear from some of you. We've had some interesting people. Well, let's say this that. too, Bride. We have a Patreon uh, campaign on the go right now. Yeah. and We're saving up for a trip. We're saving up, and I think... We we got to talk about it, but we we have enough right now to take a little a tour, a little trip a little in trip. Canada mm-hmm. somewhere. Uh, so we might be doing a little trip. Keep your eyes and ears peeled. Yeah, and if you want us to come to your city and talk to you, then definitely fill out the submit button because at the end of the day, it could be the town with the most people wanting to talk to us. Yeah, <coughs> Trump. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, we um, got Montreal. We got Vancouver. We do. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot. Ottawa. There's a lot of kinksters in Ottawa yeah. that have been reaching out. Uh, all right. Well, we hope you enjoy this conversation. As always, we love each and every one of you, and. Uh, California, Emperor Bob Hudson here on 870 KRLA. Beautiful sunny day in the summer of 61, so get out to the beach today.
Um, well, this is uh, this is interesting uh, because I think this might be the first time that we've had someone on the podcast. I was going to say the last time we saw you in this house was um, you were naked. Mm-hmm. We all yeah. were. We, we all were naked. Yeah, pulling up. <laughs> Let's I kind of got a little bit of tingles. I was like, oh yeah, that. <laughs> 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 yeah. Uh, so I guess we. So a little bit of like explanation. No, um, I think that's it's self-explanatory. I think. Well, I'm curious though because I was I was thinking back to that uh, the that time which was like a few years ago, mm-hmm. and uh, were were you the first person that we had a threesome with? I think so. Yeah, I okay. think so. Yeah, you remember? I thought I was. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like. When I first started messaging you, Jeremy, yeah, um, you and Bridie had just kind of started talking about what it would be like to make out with other people, maybe mm-hmm. cuddle, yeah, and then it just kind of escalated. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Like I was way on PEI. Back. I think I was on PEI for the start of those conversations, yeah. and I was like, "Hey, when you get back, yeah, that's right," because we were sending messages to each other. Yeah, I sent you a nude. Mm-hmm, that's right. And then I didn't respond right away because I'm fucking terrible at responding <laughs> to things right away. And Jeremy was like, you might want to respond to that. And I was like, oh, yeah, that was awesome. I was totally <laughs> into that. I just was like in my head thinking about it for a couple of days. That was really cool. It's so funny to think about how how wildly times have changged yeah. since that. Well, that was, I guess, like what, like three years ago? Was or it three? Or well, yeah. Almost, probably almost, in this almost. Fa- probably this fall. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. So, so pretty much three years ago, mm-hmm. coming up on three years ago, um, and uh, and yeah, like it, times have changed so much. Like things have evolved so so far in terms of you and I, Bridie, and our relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, What's new with you? Yeah, <laughs> Aubrey, what have you been up to? <laughs> Jeez, well, let me look back at my past three years. Um, so much, yeah. I guess when that happened with you guys I was kind of in this flow of being the third person always oh and yeah I loved it you were like, like the unicorn yeah. yeah I would just attract like couples would always come to me and ask for that and it was great I loved being like the little pet um but just recently for like the past year and a half I've had a really lovely partner um who's been a primary for me so I've kind of gotten to step on the other side of things and it's been really beautiful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You guys seem really cute. I follow you guys on, on uh, Instagram, but or follow you. Um, is so did I, you said you're primary, but do you guys have other partners together? Yeah, we have been exploring with that. Haven't had much. The way we do it is, um, not just with kind of, we meet people and I want to make out with this random person. It's not how it is. It's we build relationships with other people, basically, and it's more so me. Um, he hasn't really been polyamorous before me, mm-hmm. um, so we've been learning together. But uh, we had a really cool experience actually last weekend. We all went camping, me and my partner Kush, and this guy that we've both been seeing. Mm-hmm. So that was a really nice setup cool and it was a it was a success it it kind of went off without a hitch yeah it's great there were no of those awkward moments so the two of you you are in your primary date this man together yeah yeah that's cool okay yeah and it's really lovely i started seeing him and then 
we all hung out once and really drive together. So nice. we've been exploring that. Well, let's let's take it back a little bit because Aubrey, you are you've you are we've known you for a little while, like quite quite a bit of time, like going back on like four maybe years. five years, and um, and you've always you've always given off this very like um, laid back. Uh, easygoing, but also like like mysteriously. Uh, this is me speaking personally. Mysteriously, <laughs> like very sexual vibe, and I'm wondering if that's that's something that you've always sort of been. Like, when did you when did you come into your own as a, as like a sexually ex- explorative being? Because you're still pretty young. Yeah. Yeah. I'm quite young, um, but I've always, my mom was really open with me about those sorts of things. Um, single mom, really great mom, but I think because I had that role model and just kind of was taught that sex is okay and that it was empowering to explore that side of yourself, um, stemmed from a lot of my childhood. So I think it's always been there sure. in a way, but I guess just uh, probably around the time that we all got together was when I first really started having these different but more respectful encounters. It wasn't just sort of with random guys, you know, who didn't care about me. It was more... Right. Of these experiences that were very healing in a lot of different ways and kind of breaking boundaries and yeah just exploring your own self when did you lose your virginity <laughs> i was 13 whoa yeah oh, that's it was that's a young, young one yeah that yeah. is young is that young that feels young i don't think like when, when did I, you lose maybe yours? Uh, oh i was eight yeah i was 17 but i yeah, think I was like 16. but like Aubrey's young, Aubrey, maybe younger generation than both of us. Oh, for and sure. And yeah. I think that that like I, my niece, like I feel like that's pretty common. Like when I talk to my little, well, my little sisters even are twenty one now, but like they that seems like oh really it got younger. Yeah, really. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. I don't know. Sixteen, I felt was God, like maybe, average when on. I was in high school. Oh, I was like, on, oh my on. god, I'm sixteen. I haven't lost my virginity. What grade are you in thirteen? In thirteen years old. Eight. I think it was seven. Seven or eight. Grade seven. seven? Yeah, seven or eight. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, okay. It seems I, really young to me. It does, back it now. does. But when I was in grade seven, I was also like, I do remember v- very actively um, seeking a boob to touch. Mm-hmm. So like, I mean, going from touching the boob to <laughs> having a having a sexual, like a full-on like sexual a full encounter. ball game. That's, you know, that's it doesn't take long for it to... Yeah. Turn into that. <laughs> I don't think. I don't know. But uh, so 13. Okay. And was that was that experience? Um, Did your mom know? No. no, you didn't tell her right away. No. Does Even... your mom know? <laughs> <laughs> Guess what, mom? <laughs> yeah. I was kind of in the mindset, you know, I was just being a horny 13-year-old and really curious. I just wanted to know what it was like. I didn't really care who it was with. I just wanted to do it. Was it with uh, just like a uh, like a friend or like a crush kind of thing? Yeah, yeah, and it was fine. He was great, but yeah, I just wanted the experience, and that was that. And then I didn't have sex for a couple of years. 
I just wanted to do it. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're just like, I don't know. Let's just get it over <laughs> with. Do you have siblings? I do. Yeah. Are, do, are, they, do, are they pretty much, I, would you say they're open in the same way as you are? With like, in general, like Jeremy said, you're laid back, open, you know, approachable, that kind of. They're they vastly different than me. Through they are. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I have a brother um, and he is in the U.S. Air Force. Mm-hmm. Very conservative. <laughs> that is so different than yeah. You. He People... blocks me on Facebook because he doesn't. Oh wow. He doesn't oh, like what I no. post. So. so like, like you, you are. What are what? What are you like? Like, what is your your look? I'm just gonna say <laughs> it. You know what? This is this. What do you like? This might not be the time to say this, but uh, I I've thought about this so many times. I really I really enjoyed our. Um, our like brief but like um very fun and like easygoing relationship that we had and uh because it was like there weren't really any strings attached it was very like uh mutual it, it felt like uh it was very fun and it reminded me i might have told you this bridey um and i hope this doesn't offend have you watched mad men I haven't seen it. It's a fantastic show. I, I mean, Such a great show. Yeah, it's, it's spectacular. <laughs> One of my absolute favorites. And, and okay, so let's see if you can recall this like part of the, the show, Bride. There was a, there was a, a point in Don Draper's um, yeah. life uh, where he... So Don Draper like sleeps with um, a, a, a number of multiple women throughout the span of this like TV sh- series, like but seasons. but they're but they're like mostly all affairs, and each person that he ends up with is like a very different person, and he has there's this like one little stint where he ends up um, uh, having having relations with this like super like hippie uh, sort of woman like living in a commune. And like counterculture and like, but Don Draper's like carrying a briefcase, suit and tie. And, and they have these, like, they have these after sex, like their pillow talk is, is them sort of having these very like friendly debates about the way they see the world and the way that they go through the world and, and, and the way that they live their lives. And is this like the first season where she's an She's like an artist. She's an artist and she's like, I, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And he works all day and she works like all evening. That's right. Yeah. And he like, he can't, he like, there's scenes where, where he'll go over there and like her friends are there and, and they all like, they're all like, fuck you. You're the man. You know what I mean? And he's like, no, fuck you guys. You're the, you're the, you're the dirty hippies. And, and they all smoke weed. And yeah. They all smoke weed. And, that's yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. So, so the, I, when we were sleeping together, I was like, I feel like Don Draper. And I feel like Aubrey is the like is like the intellectual hippie, <laughs> and because I would I would go to your place and I'd feel very out of place because it's it's not my, you know I always roll my eyes every time Bridie brings up like the word chakra or crystal, <laughs> and like Aubrey, you basically like sweat crystals and like like it's, it's smell of chakras. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's your job, <laughs> and so it was this like. It was this, I don't know, it was like, I think I romanticized it a lot because of Mad Men, but you are, you are a very like, um, uh, and I don't mean it in a pejorative way, you are, you're a modern day hippie, you know, like you are, 
You're like a flower child through and through and through. It's crazy. Yeah, I can't escape it. It's yeah. It's weird. I try Akush and I try to be fancy. We'll go on dates sometimes mm-hmm. and try to get all dressed up and you know put ourselves together a bit because we don't want to be the hippie couple for one night. <laughs> yeah, and right. so one night we really dressed to the max, you know, dressed to the nines, and we got approached by some random dude. And he was like, hey, you guys are pretty much the hottest hippie couple I've ever seen. <laughs> and we're just like, geez, like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> what, so is, what do you think that is? Get away like, from that label. We can't. Yeah, it's what, just there. What do, you, what do you attribute that? Does that happen a lot? You know, like random people coming up to you and just like and just telling you that they think you're attractive or or telling you like you know uh propose setting the proposal forward to you and and what's what's your boyfriend your your partner's name akush akush like to potentially have a threesome like is that common yeah what like where does that come from what do you think that is attributed to i don't know i've never thought about it much because it's just always been a part of my life so um i don't know I guess I just, I have so much love for everybody and mm. I'm super, I have crushes on the majority of people that I see. So maybe it's just reflecting back to myself, you know, that whole saying of you attract what you put out. So I think that might be it. I don't know. Turn me on. We'll be right back after this word from our sponsors. since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. I'm trying to remember like what your over the last four years or so that I've known you like I see you in different places around town and you know at the yoga studio and stuff like that and like I feel like you're um your this maybe this is a super weird thing to say but like your style has um like somehow consistently consistently evolved 
And I wonder if that, if you can think back to like being a 13 year old or being like a kid, did you always like choose your own clothes and decide how you wanted your hair? And were you always a little like, um, what's the side, like someone non-conformative, non-conformative. Yeah. Um, I would say in a way, yes. Even when I first met you guys, I feel like I was very different for sure. Um, yeah, you remember, remember you worked at Good Life? Yeah, I worked at Good Life Fitness. Yeah. Yeah. I was very just kind of a basic bitch, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. Um, and yeah, then I just met some people who were really the right people. And hold on, though. Basic bitch, but also you had a tattoo of like m- mushrooms. That's true. On you. I mean, you know it, was I mean? Like, it was always a little bit there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're like, yeah, I work at Good Life, but also here's some like magic mushrooms tattooed <laughs> on my forearm, so whatever. <laughs> I was like, uh, okay. How's yeah, it, it wanted to get out, I guess, is creeping up slowly. Yeah. But have definitely been going through a lot of changes the past few years. And I, it just happens. I'm in the age where it's very transformative times, I feel. Mm-hmm. What inspires you the most? Hmm. Good question for just life in general. Yeah, like to evolve because with this like, you know, embracing of who you are moving forward, following your heart or whatever, however people think of that. Ah, geez, I guess just the divine synchronicity that is my life. Um, I'm really happy with where I'm at right now. I have a lot of great opportunities and very supportive community behind me so it's just yeah I'm being shown all of this in my day-to-day life so Mm. it's hard not to be inspired by everything and everyone who is helping that happen I'm just feeling really grateful lately this summer has been awesome it has been a great summer I are you are you having orgasms these days Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I totally forgot about that. Yeah. When I met you guys, I wasn't having orgasms. That's right. And that was like a that was like a thing that you put up right up front, right yeah. before, like before we all got together. And when I heard that, I wondered if if that was true or if it was coming from like, a, you know, some of the people we talked to who are like, I was just too stressed to have them. And and I and I can't remember the. It was the first it was the first time I had ever spoken to someone who uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm almost positive. First time I've ever spoken to someone who told me it was because of uh, SSRS, right? Antidepressant uh, medication. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, I didn't even realize that that was a a um, uh, uh, what's a symptom, a symptom or no, no, a a side effect. Right. Yeah. Symptom. Side effect. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah. It was the first time I ever heard of that. Yeah, I pretty much believe that's what it was because mm-hmm. I am not on those medications anymore and I'm having like two minute orgasms that are mind blowing. I'm awesome. having the best sex of my life. It's great. Sweet. Yeah. Let's talk about that. The best sex of your life. Yeah. What's that? What's that look like? Or feel like. Mm. A lot of tangles, a lot of entangled limbs of not really knowing where you end and someone else begins and feeling 
that heat that just builds up, you know, in your lower abdomen and really rising through your whole body. And yeah, I just have this new technique with orgasming when I feel it coming instead of just kind of letting it out, really feeling it build and coursing through my entire body. And that can take some time if you really allow it. Yeah, right. Yeah. Do you do you have like um, in terms of like group sex, like threesomes or foursomes or what have you? Do you um, are you do you find yourself to be pretty um, pretty like free flowing with it, or do you get into your do you get in your head a lot about you know who is touching who or like you know who's getting more or less attention or or is it more so just this like organic thing that you just kind of ride with well there's a lot of riding going on (laughs) (laughs) um it really depends on the situation um and who it's with of course if it's me and my partner there's that added aspect of oh how is this person feeling right now and kind of treading a bit more carefully Mm -hmm. and to whereas if you're just joining a group of somebody else um it's a lot easier to just do what you want and not have to think about it too much so differs from each situation but for the most part all of my group sex has been really comfortable yeah when we the other day i was out for beers with my uh, my pal emily and uh you and i ran into each other uh, in lineup at uh, at the beer garden, and you had said something to me that was the, actually the catalyst for me to say you should you should come on the podcast because you said something to you, to the effect of um, about like messaging Bridie while while we were trying to like set up sort of uh, while you and I were were hooking up with each other and that it and and that you never really thought about it until now that you're in a, a current like polyamorous relationship, how that might have like come off as a bit weird or something. Do you want to like elaborate on that? And, and uh, yeah. So this happened way back. Um, it was after we had all had the threesome and I'm really into ladies. And I remember messaging you, Bridie, just, by yourself and kind of asking if you wanted. That's right. I to totally just have a little forgot about view. that until just this moment. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. And you responded with something very nice, but it didn't happen. And then, yeah, that just started coming up for me a lot, probably two months ago, because I started thinking about it in a different way. Because I think that was sort of the last interaction we had when we stopped sleeping together so yeah I thought about that and just being in a relationship myself now and kind of stepping in different shoes and looking how I might feel a little bit weird if somebody that my partner and I slept with just messaged them without Mm -hmm. more communication you know I'm just so for 
the utmost communication yeah. that you can cross over in these situations. So, so yeah, just, how do you think that now knowing that, because I, none of that occurred to me. Like I, I was just like, I don't even remember what I said, but I feel like I was just, I wasn't, we weren't, were we not doing that? No, we were doing that, but I, we were seeing other people separately. I think I just wasn't ready. I don't think to like see a girl on my own at that point. And I, actually never have to this point yeah but um to how would you handle that now or how would you like knowing that if you were to approach um some if you wanted to approach one person in a in a couple that you had already interacted with but only one of them Mm -hmm. i guess i would talk to the other person first really and say hey i'm feeling this thing and I'm thinking about pursuing it but I just wanted to let you know before mm. I go for it yeah I, I think even one step further is, is like um is just to bring it up to the entire couple yeah you know I, I read this article on Vice the other day and it was specifically written uh, about um uh, everything you everything you should know about being a unicorn or everything you should know about like being within a three a threesome situation, and um, and one of the things that it was touching on was communication. It was actually written by a woman who follows us on Instagram. I believe her her handle is Red Sus. I'll, I'll have to to verify that. But she's like a, a sexually a, a, a sort of sex positive activist uh, and educator. Um, and she's based out of Toronto. I'd love to have her on the podcast someday. But one of the things about communication was it was basically saying like, as soon as possible, um, line up communication with the entire group so that everything is out on the on the table um, right. and for everyone to be privy to right off the bat. Um, and I think that just like, you know, it makes a lot of sense. It just naturally avoids any sort of um assumptions based on on like you know communication sort of backhanded communication or like you know uh communication that that might seem a little shifty it's just like all right if everybody's aware then then there's no there's you know mm-hmm. it, you, there's much less um chance of of having any sort of issues with that yeah um but yeah, I didn't. I didn't even realize. So when you said that at, at Stillwell, I thought you meant like when you and I had talked about sending Bridie a nude of you. I didn't. I didn't even realize that you were like, "Yo, Bride, do you want to? Yeah. Do you want to like hook up?" <laughs> well, duh. And you didn't, you didn't even <laughs> tell me that. Did I not? No. Are Just you sure? You never told. No, I, I, I had no idea. Oh, I feel like I I would have told you that. I'm not butthurt about it. I I would fully have condoned it, but I. I I didn't know. I had no idea. Huh. Well, Although I do still stand by what I just said, which is everybody should be aware. Everyone uh, should be aware. Know? Yeah, that's yeah. the best thing about you know technology today is three way conversations through uh, you know iMessage or Facebook or whatever. Yeah, so you know, easy. I guess I'm overcomplicating it a little bit in my head because I'm thinking about things that are more like our arrangement where there's four of us and we're not all in relationship to each other. And sometimes I feel like, I don't know the sequence of, of like communication here because we don't all like not 
all things apply to all of us. Do you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? But some things are very, uh, just like, I just don't know sometimes. Do I just tell Jeremy this or do I tell Jeremy and Becca this? Or, you know what I mean? Yeah, right. Anyway. Yeah, it, it it definitely like it definitely switches. Or do I just tell Becca this? You yeah, know? like yeah. sometimes I'm I find that really challenging. Mm-hmm. Anyway, polyamory is is you know it's a it's a a wild, complicated minefield that you're constantly. You know, it's a beast. It's like a creature it of its own, yeah. and it's constantly evolving and constantly shifting and constantly, you know, it's always always ever in flux. What like so. You are you're currently in this. You're exploring this polyamorous relationship. Um, how has that How's that been going? Like, what's the What are some of the struggles you've you've kind of gone through over the last little bit in in exploring polyamory? I think the biggest struggle for us has been that it's been me who has brought it up and wanted to bring it into the relationship. And he has had a lot of really great role models in his life that have been in monogamous relationships. Mm -hmm. So that sort of divine union of just two people is really romanticized and lovely, and that's great, but that's just not who I have felt like I am especially because I'm into both sexes so yeah I think that's been the biggest part because it's all been one-sided but this year that was in the very beginning uh, this year as time goes on things get easier as they usually do Mm. and we're figuring things out and how to communicate and just really checking in doing a lot of check-ins what kind of boundaries have have you set and or maybe set and and sort of uh altered over time um i think in the beginning it was very we have to tell each other if we're thinking about doing anything and now it's a bit more loose, whereas if something happens, we'll tell the other person about it. And also just being more open with being ourselves in front of other partners. Um, I don't know if you guys have experienced this, but being with your primary partner and then having someone else that you're seeing there at the same event or something and it's just you don't know how to act sometimes you don't know it's like can i kiss this person or (laughs) yeah like where are the boundaries with that so getting more comfortable with being able to you know be who i want to be with each person there Mm -hmm. and it being okay yeah we've gone through that a whole bunch you know i mean like especially since we oftentimes will like host our own events Mm with turn me on or or doing an event for Sick Boy or whatever, and yeah, I remember that. I remember like in the very in the beginning stages of that, and yeah. and trying to navigate that, and how weird it would be. And I think I was one of the first. I think I was the first where we had yeah. an event, and I said like so and so is going to be here, mm-hmm. and are you okay with that? Yeah. And then when they got there, I was just like, fuck, I don't know, what to, I don't know what to do. Yeah, you're super awkward. Super awkward. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Um, Understandable. I'm. I'm no. I don't remember the first time, like you. It was at the. Uh, 
I don't want. I don't want to say her name. Uh, no, but... no, no, no. I mean, for me, I remember. I remember that. Oh, you remember, I remember that? that okay, event. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That was fun. <laughs> but yeah, no. For me, I I don't remember. I don't remember, but I'm sure I was really awkward as well. It's like yeah, not wanting to hurt anyone's feelings, not wanting to step on anybody's toes, not like yeah, just not wanting fucking any drama mm-hmm. about it. You know, yeah. just be like, how do I play? It's a tightrope. It's like walking a tightrope. It is. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. What's the, uh, out of your, you know, so far out of your, um, your sexual life, is there, is there anything like, do you have a, do you have a, we've, we've asked this question a number of times. Do you have a sexual, um, bucket list or things that you've, you want to do that you haven't done or experienced? Yeah. Um, I really like being watched. So pretty much a lot of scenarios where that's the case. Um, Sort of sex party things. I would love to experience that. Mm -hmm. Um, And also just different mixes of people. Mm -hmm. It's fun to fantasize about. I'm kind of in the midst of almost having a threesome with my partner and my boyfriend right now. And... Things have been getting really steamy, and it's just leading up to that. And that's a pretty big one for me right now. Huh. Oh, so you guys haven't all hooked up yet? We've hooked up without penetration. Right, sure. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. But the full ordeal. Does your yeah. does your uh, your partner identify as, as bi? Yeah. Okay. Oh, man. Oh, oh. Yeah, it's real fun. You got a whole fun little thing going on there. Oh, yeah. 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 That's the ideal situation. Yeah. 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 That's, it's, that's so funny. That's like, that's sort of on my bucket list right now, too, is like a MMF scenario. Um, and they, the Vice wrote an article about, about the podcast and that was in it. Oh, no. Have you all been reaching out? Uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> but my dad liked the article on Oy. on Facebook, so he definitely read it. He read it? Oh, for sure. Are you kidding me? Like, the most proud dad on the planet? There's no way he <laughs> didn't read a Vice article that right. has his son in it. And I, uh, I'm i just waiting for that conversation to come up someday. Uh, doesn't like, Pat so... sometimes give you a call and be like, about that article? Who? Pa- uh, Pat. Oh, yeah, my brother-in-law. <laughs> Now he hasn't mentioned anything about it, so <laughs> so maybe he didn't see that one. It's good I was Thanksgiving worried. talk or something. Yeah. Well, let, well, let's. I'll print it out for everyone for Thanksgiving. Oh my god! Yeah, just <laughs> hand it out. Hand it out for some we'll light read it, dinner reading. We'll read it out loud. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's really really funny. I was worried about my mom reading that too because I think I said like she sexually shamed me, but I, I don't think she did because she wasn't really around. But but most of the women generally didn't have a lot of like embracing of their own sexuality they certainly didn't pass it on to me verbally or physically certainly in any way but I watched my sister raise her girls and like talk about you know that stuff with them and about how important it is to have be like healthy and to have that part of your self be healthy your sexual self and she like encourages you know masturbation and talks about all that kind of stuff and and I think it's really rad that your mom was open with you and that it led you to have such great, like, fulfilling and, like, intentional experiences. 
Yeah. Have you ever faced any sort of like stigma or like shame surrounding your your sexual openness? Yeah, I have real big daddy issues, um, and was accused of a lot of weird, gross things when I was very little, like eleven, mm. by him, and kind of disowned. So, um, I think that is what initially kind of put me into shock of thinking oh I am this person so I kind of have to be that way my dad has labeled me as a slut so for the next couple years I'm just gonna be having sex with people who don't respect me at 11 yeah holy moly yeah it's this whole story but it's fine Mm -hmm. and I'm really grateful that it happened because now I have done a lot of my own work with that specifically and something that I think a lot of people need. Um, So I feel very fortunate just to be able to do work and kind of offer services helping that. Mm. Um, So yeah, I think it all happened for a reason and I'm really grateful. As weird as that sounds. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know. It doesn't sound that weird. I mean, yeah. you know, we hear that a lot with people. I, I think a, a lot of people identify with their struggle in a way that uh, from this like viewpoint of, of being grateful that they've gone through it because it's made them who they are today kind of thing. Um, so I don't think it is that that weird, you know. You were talking about your work. Uh, I don't know. Do you want to like plug what you do and and like if if anyone's looking for <laughs> help or or interested in your services, Should like I promote work? myself. Yeah, um, shamelessly. Just promote <laughs> yeah, I have combined a couple different techniques. Um, so basically, what a session with me looks like is people will come and you'll tell me what's going on. A lot of people come and say they want to be able to last longer at that state that we get to right before we're about to orgasm and so then we'll just kind of sit and talk for about 10 minutes and try to get to deeper roots of why that's happening talk a lot about childhood and stuff and then I start with a massage and that really helps the person get relaxed and into an open state to receive energy work, um, working with different chakras. <laughs> <laughs> and I use these tuning forks that are really cool tools. They're pretty much the same idea as acupuncture. Um, so I do a lot of different points that have to do with the sacral chakra, which is what kind of ignites our sexuality and where all guilt stem- stems from and use aromatherapy and sound therapy. So I'm kind of just probing at people's senses, Mm -hmm. trying to stimulate them and awaken that energy, kundalini kundalini energy. I was going to ask you when you're talking about orgasms, if you work with that, I actually didn't know that that's what you did, but that's, that's rad. Do you ever find that like, it's not someone's sacral chakra that is causing the issue? And what's that look like? There's a lot of heart issues. A lot of heart. Yeah. yeah and s- Yeah. A lot of heart and solar plexus. And that's just mm-hmm. very blocked. And it's it's very normal. It's conditioned. It's like everything is against us. 
being brought up pretty much. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I have been working for myself this whole summer. I was the first kind time I was able to step into just doing things for myself and feeling brave enough to not have the stability of a normal nine to five job. That was great, but nothing beats working for yourself, yourself. as I'm sure you guys I know. That seems awesome. Well, if you ever do a training and you want teachers for your clinic, I am going to be the first one that signs up because I would be love lovely. that stuff. Love it. And I love touching people. <laughs> I love being touched, so I'll sign up. (laughs) (laughs) We'll do some uh, chakra work on you. Yeah, sure. Uh, You'd probably love it. I yeah, I know I would. It would. It appeals so much, I think, to the actor's brain or the artist's brain or the performer's brain, and just Mm -hmm. like a very visual um, technique as well as you know Mm -hmm. as well sensual. But yeah, 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 and I miss that stuff. I think about the. I think about theater school a lot. I try to do a little bit every day. Yeah. Um, is there anything that we didn't touch on that you were hoping we, we would dive into? Not that I can think of. Well, Aubrey, this was great. This yeah. was really fun. Thanks for yeah. yeah, it was Thank fun to unpack me. some of that stuff. We've been was... talking about you coming in for like, basically you were on, yeah. you're one of the dream guests. Oh really? Oh, on yeah. that list? Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Amazing. You're one of the originals. I'm honored. Yeah. <laughs> you made it happen. Yeah, yes. and it's been real fun and lovely just seeing you guys. Yeah, also. yeah, good to see you too. <laughs> uh, well, thank you all so much for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed it. Um, we'll be back next week, as we always are, with another great episode. Um, but in the meantime, do us a favor. Go on over to Apple Podcasts. Even if you don't use Apple Podcasts, just do it. And then hit subscribe, even if you're not using the app. Uh, leave us a rating. Leave us a review. Um, actually, as of this morning, Sick Boy Podcast was number five on the comedy charts. Ooh. It's a big deal. That's great. So um, for every person that does what I just asked them to do for Turn Me On. Oh, bumps us up? Bumps us up. All right, let's so get maybe up there. We let's could, surpass maybe, Sick Boy. Yeah, maybe we could surpass the other podcast to host. Um, and uh, if you want to support us financially, you can also do that. Head on over to patreon.com slash turn me on. And uh, there's lots of... Uh, exclusive goodies that you can get over there, including Bridie leading, reading erotic it literature. It must be almost time to record it sure a is. new erotic literature. Yeah, we got to oh, pump some up. And, Keep uh, sending them my way because yes. I like them. Yeah, please do. Um, and we got some thanks to give out, I guess, eh? Yeah, thank you to Rich O'Coin yeah. for the transition music and Emily Sori for the intro music. We uh, so appreciate you lending us your art, giving us your art to help our Art be uh, the best it can be. Art, art is the best. Art, art is the best. Art's great. Look at the art that we got. I was just showing Aubrey that these are the best uh, things that have come from doing this podcast. Is we've got yeah, we've got us. actually this is our turn me on wall. Yeah. So we've got art from listeners, uh, some hand weaved uh, crochet type art. I don't even know if that's the word, but that's <laughs> what it looks like. I think it's needlepoint. Needlepoint, yeah. yeah, something like that. And then uh, and then this piece, this other piece, it's a James Jean um, original. Check um, and if out. you're not familiar with James Jean, look up at James Jean Art. Uh, he's my favorite artist. I have two of his pieces tattooed on my body, and several on your walls. Uh, yeah, several. Oh my god, so much James Jean art in the in the walls. But it's a it's a bunch of rabbits having an orgy. It's fucking rad. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, you know what? I'm gonna take a picture of it right now. And put it on our Instagram. So it, that's the other thing. You oh, can yeah. go on over to at Turn Me On Podcast on we Instagram. We have Instagram. 
with a lot of butts on it and butts coming in every day. So if you haven't seen yours, don't fret. We're just mining the There's pile of butts. There's a fucking huge list. Yeah, it's, it's a big list. Yeah, and we put up once one per week, so it's like, you know. Maybe we should put them up more often. Mm, we could. Maybe we should do themes. We could, yeah. Photo themes, okay. Yeah. Or we could just save them. We're just save uh, Alright, that's it for this week. Uh, until next week. Go fuck yourself. up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.